Here's the question. How do you create a lifestyle full of energy, vitality, and success without burning yourself out? From hormones to sleep to mindset and lifestyle, I've got you covered. This is Burnout to Breakthrough. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is, what is burnout costing you? So what is burnout costing you? If you're feeling burnt out, what is it costing you financially? What's it costing you emotionally uh, in terms of happiness? And what's it costing you physically? I'm going to give you some stats that it will uh, blow you away and maybe change the way you look at what you're going through when it comes to these burned out feelings of uh, anxiety, just uh, not caring as much as you used to, poor sleep, all the things I've talked about on this podcast. Um, Just to let you know, I have a I have a situation here. I'm recording this podcast downstairs in my basement office and a, a bird got into my window well. So I went and took out the, the grate off the top of the window well, but this bird will not fly out. So I think there's maybe a lesson here somewhere. I don't know. He's trying to get out right now, but uh, he's been given the gift of flight and he's just uh, hopping around down here in my window well. So hopefully he'll get out. If not, I'll rescue him later on in the show or after the show. Okay, so let's talk about what burnout is costing you. This this stemmed from two different conversations that I had, um, one with my father-in-law, one with uh, my financial advisor, about uh, this this idea of career burnout or just this midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. Mostly people in their in their forties, moving towards fifty, where things really start to change in life. And so I, I was telling uh, my father-in-law was asking me about the podcast and some other stuff we've been doing, and I was just telling him about how a lot of doctors, especially people I've been working with, dentists, doctors. Um, uh, financial advisors, uh, financial people, people in you know working mutual funds, all kinds of people that I've been working with, we seem to always hit this this wall at you know around the age of forty or you know mid forties maybe where you just start to feel burnt out, and I think you, you you're starting to question, okay, what's going on with my career? Do I need to do something different? Why am I so tired of this? I used to love this, I don't love it anymore. What the heck is going on? I call it the WTF moment. You start having all these different symptoms that you used to, didn't used to have. And, uh, he was, so what my father-in-law said, he's, he's a, was a, he's a retired Exxon exec. And he said, you know what? It's not just the people you're working with. It's like everybody. He's like, I, I think it's anybody who's successful after you've been doing it for 10, 15 years, you start to have, or even 20 years, you start to have this, uh, this, this antsiness or this boredom that starts to set in. And you may know what I'm talking about. Like, like you used to really, really care about what you're doing. It used to, you know, be a lot more rewarding. Now it seems much more drudgery and it seems a lot more stressful and it causes a lot more anxiety and, uh, you don't seem to be on your game as much as you used to. And I, you know, I, 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 saw this recently. I was telling my wife uh, about, a uh, a picture I saw in, in a, in a magazine. It was, um, What's the guy's name? Uh, Zach Efron. So Zach Efron is kind of known as like the muscular, good-looking dude in all of these all these movies. Well, one of his next movies, he's playing Ted Bundy, you know. And my wife's like, "What is he tired of being hot now? Like, why why is he going to be a serial killer?" And if you look at him, he's probably been doing it for ten or fifteen years, getting a little antsy, starting to do some different stuff. That's what a lot of uh, you know actors tend to do. And the reason I'm bringing all this up is because when I had the conversation with my financial advisor, he says, do you realize how much money people leave on the table by burning out in their 40s? Doesn't mean you stop working, but he's like, you stop being productive, you stop doing the things that got you you know, successful in the first place, and you leave a ton of money on the table. Um, so the cost of burnout is, is really big. He was talking about Napoleon Hill, the, you know, the book Think and Grow Rich. He's saying, you know, your 50s are when you, you're going to earn your most money. And if you look at any of the statistics or any of the studies 
employees out there. Uh, for men, especially early 50s is when that's your highest income, income earning potential. So if we can weather the storm and if we can recreate things, which is what I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to give you some strategies for redefining um, and reinvigorating uh, your, your career and what's going on in your life, then it's a, if you could just make it through that, you would say you would you would earn millions of dollars you probably wouldn't have earned. You start sticking that stuff in the bank, and a lot of people I work with, you know, they make a lot of money, and we're you're just leaving money on the table. Now, on top of that, you're also leaving happiness on the table. Uh, you're not as fulfilled as you should be. And then the signs of burnout when we talk about adrenal fatigue and your neurotransmitter fatigue, neuroadrenal burnout. I mean, you're wrecking your body. You're to the point where um, immune system starts to break down, leaving you more susceptible to not only viruses and colds and flus and stuff like that, but your main defense against cancer is your immune system. Um, stress has been shown to be the number one cause of heart disease, which is which costs a massive amount of dollars. So it's pretty crazy if you think about how much um, how much is actually costing us. So there was a study recently on physicians, and it's funny that they take doctors as like if you if you Google burnout, you're going to see all kinds of studies on physicians and, and, and medical doctors because there's, there's massive burnout amongst um, people, especially once they start to get in their, their 40s. So they just looked at Stanford University alone, and they said it costs Stanford $7.7 million a year to replace the, the physicians that are burning out, and it cost them $50 million a year in revenue. So think about that. If you're a business owner or, or you know, you're earning an income, if you're starting to burn out and you're not as successful as you used to be and you start scaling back or doing things differently and you're not making that money, um, what I see so many people make the mistake of is they say, I'm burned out. I must need to do something different. And they just kind of, they, they cash in all of their chips. So I'm going to give you a better strategy today, hopefully, that will, that will help you see this in a little bit different way, okay? Because it really, what should happen is you're fired up at the beginning of your career, and then you should start to redefine some things as we get older so that we can weather the storm. And it's not even just weathering the storm. It's becoming more authentic, um, becoming, it should be easier to have success in your career. Um, you should be more happy, less stressed. And, and for a lot of us, it's the other way around. We're more stressed and less happy. So two lessons that I'm going to give you today, two quick lessons. Number one, don't quit. Number one is don't quit. It doesn't mean that you can't have issues. It doesn't mean you can't have ebbs and flows. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, worry about it, but don't quit. Don't think, oh, I got to bail on this thing. I got to go do something else. I'm going to move to, you know, India and sell all my possessions and start, you know, uh, you know, start a, a, whatever you want to do over there. I'm going to start a business venture or I'm going to give all my money away and I'm going to go, uh, you know, just uh, work for free. So that's what a lot, I see a lot of people do. I, so I work with a lot of docs, a lot of doctors, um, uh, dentists, chiropractors, uh, podiatrists, a couple of different people that, that I've seen have, have just really cashed in and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And they've, they've stressed themselves out so much that they rebound to the other side. And not only do they, they lose a lot of money, but they also, um, lose out on what they're here for. Like a lot of these people, like that's your purpose. You know, that's what you're here for. You're here to help people and serve people. And there's a way that you can do it if you push through to the other side. Okay. So number one is don't quit. Um, get help, learn whatever you need to do, get in a community where you can talk about this stuff. That's why like the Facebook group I'm doing is great. Cause you know, you can see that you're not alone. If you want to be involved in that Facebook group, you can always email me, uh, burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com. It's a closed group, but be happy to uh, get you involved in that. So that's number one is don't quit. Start working on this thing and start seeing yourself as um, in control of the situation. Even though it feels like things are out of your control, you are in control. You have an internal locus of control, which means you can make a change. The last episode I did was on who's making your sandwich. You're the one in charge of making your sandwich. If you don't like the sandwich, you can change it. Okay. Now here's lesson number two, and this is the, the main point of the whole show. 
there are three phases to success. And I want you to start looking at your life a, a little bit differently through the lens of these three phases of success. Okay. The first phase is striving. You get out of school, you start your career, you're going balls to the wall. You, you love what you're doing, but you're striving. You're striving to uh, get financial security. You're striving to pay the bills. You're striving to maybe have a bigger house. You're striving to move up in your career. You're try- striving to earn more money. And that's a completely normal phase. That's, that's a great thing early in your life because that, prov- that gives you the energy to push, the energy to work the long hours, the energy to, to with- withstand the storms and put up with all the junk that you have to put up with to be a business owner or, or anybody who's really you know, a producer, period. So there's striving. Okay, So you, you get through this striving phase, and then there should be a sustaining phase. So now you're making some money, you're doing well, you're putting some money away, you're helping people, you know, things are starting to hum. But now there's this sustaining phase. And I see a lot, this is where a lot of people lose it because because of all the striving, you, you get to a certain level, but then there's no sustaining because there's no systems. And sustaining is all about systems. How do I start to get the same results that I was getting before when I was striving and I was always the center of the wheel? How do I start doing that now without me being the center of the wheel? How do I start um, involving systems? So if you if you read the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, he talks about this. It's working on your business rather than in your business. So you start to work on your business rather than just in your business. Now, you still work in your business, but you start working on it. You start looking at it a little bit differently. You start looking at it as though you were going to sell it or as though you were going to franchise it. You start putting you know systems in place so there's less anxiety. Um, you're not the bottleneck anymore because if you're the, the main person in your job that, that can't be replaced then you're holding yourself hostage. You should try to be replacing yourself as much as you possibly can. Now, you can't do that completely, but the way I started looking at this is there are there's some magic that only you can do. There's another, Andy Stanley says it this way, only do what only you can do. I'll say that again. Only do what only you can do. If somebody else can do it, then delegate it. If they're 75% as good as you, then start to delegate it. But only do the things that only you can do. And there are certain things in your job that you that you do that only you can do. Nobody else can do it. There's a little bit of magic. There's three to five percent that's just magic, and you know what I'm talking about. Like in, in my career, that's that's relationships and and marketing. And it's like I'm, I'm just I'm innately good at a few things that that I, I feel like I'm the best at. So I don't delegate those things, right? And unfortunately, what we do a lot of times is we delegate the things that are we are the best at because a lot of times those are the things um, that can provide some stress as well or they can cause some stress. So we started to delegate all of this stuff. We don't want to do that. You want to keep control over those things. You provide the magic and let somebody else do the rest of the stuff, right? So you start to develop these systems. So if you need help with sustaining, then you need to start looking at systems and how to do that. I was able to do that in my practice where I was I was the person that was in charge of everything. All the decisions fell on me. I felt like I had to control everything. I had to solve everyone's problems. If I wasn't there for two days, everything would fall apart. And I've worked over the last five, six years to turn it into a, a system where I get to go up there. Like I, I, I had covered for a shift last week on a Friday and it was really cool to see people I hadn't seen in, in years um, that were still coming in the office and they, they love the, the other doc that I have, my, my associate doc, who's fantastic, um, which was really cool. You know, because I didn't have to be there to make this thing run, which was cool. So I got to go in on a Friday when I'm never normally there and kind of see the fruit of these systems. So you start looking at systems to sustain. All right. So if you're having a problem there, then start looking at systems. And then the third, and this is for a lot of people listening, is redefining. So you start to redefine what success actually means to you. Success used to mean money. It used to mean a certain amount of money in the bank. It used to mean, you know, whatever. What I start seeing people as they get into this third phase, it's more about time. 
So success could be being able to take four weeks of vacation or six weeks of vacation a year. Um, success could mean being able to go to uh, your daughter's volleyball game in the middle of the week. Um, success could mean uh, contributing to the like building your team and seeing them succeed instead. So you start redefining. And for me, that's what I did. I started to redefine and I started to say, okay, I have gears now. I, I'm not just a single gear bike where I just, you know, brute force. I have gears. You know, I can shift. I can I could spend a little bit easier gear if I want to. I can kick it into a harder gear if I want to. But I realize that I now have gears because of the miles that I've run. Because I did put in all the time striving and learning and continuing education and reading books and all of that stuff. And then I worked on the systems. Now I can redefine what is success to me. What is success? Is it is it making more money? Is it making the same money in less you know half the amount of time? Is it is it seeing other people succeed? Is it helping somebody else um, to to reach their goals? Like what is success to you now? How can you start to redefine that? That's that's what I want you to start thinking about. How do you redefine that? And it, when you do that, when you start to redefine success, and and here's the cool thing: you have to redefine success. For very few people, uh, is success the same definition at, at age fifty as it was at age twenty five? It's just different. And we have to start looking at metrics a little differently, start tracking things. Okay, I was able to take X amount of time off or go on this vacation or or I was able to um, start going to the gym and I was able to lose some weight and, and not feel like crap every day. Like that's that's success, right? Um, I was able to wake up with energy again. So you start redefining what success is, which is why I always recommend in doing what's called the Dream 2.0, which is I just did a video on this on the Facebook page. Um you had dream 1.0. Now you start looking at dream 2.0. Like what is your new definition of success moving forward? So if you just think about and define where you at, are you in the striving phase and you need to move to sustaining or are you in the sustaining and you need to move to redefining and what is success for you now? And the last thing I'll tell you is get involved in a community so you don't feel alone. That's, that's one of the antidotes to burnout is you actually talk about it. You actually identify it and you actually start working through it. Um, which is what, you know, our Facebook page, the burnout to breakthrough page is all about. And then the, the private page that we have also, um, the, the burnout reset. So if you want access to that, you can always shoot me an email, burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com. But hopefully this helps you start identifying, okay, how much is this costing me? And if I really do burn out, if I don't make a change, if I don't learn how to do this better, what's it costing me financially? What's it costing me physically? What's it costing me emotionally? What's it costing my family? And and a lot of times when you're faced with that reality, that gives you the catalyst or that's put the catalyst that gives you the power to start changing and start moving in the right direction. And you're, you're already moving in the right direction just by listening to this podcast because now we've identified it. So um, until next time, take those three things, the striving, the sustaining, the redefining, see where you're at. And then we can start turning that burnout into a breakthrough. Talk to you soon.